This program is sponsored by Proponacy, where I'm the president and CEO. Proponacy is the Greek word for coaching. We provide SaaS technology to centers like yours. Most contact centers struggle with their people, whether it be overcoming monotony, attrition, or getting superior performance. Our solution makes it easier and cost-effective to get even more than you could possibly have expected from your front line. The result is loyal customers, engaged employees, and winning, provable, profitable results. You can reach us at Proponacy.com. You are being forwarded to the Contact Center Coach. My grandmother passed away in the month of March, and like most families, there was uh, sadness, but there was also an extraordinary amount of joy. First off, she's with Jesus, which means that she gets to spend eternity in heaven. What's also interesting is that she almost spent eternity here on earth. My grandmother was 104 years old when she died. A hundred and four When my grandmother was 75 years old, my grandfather passed away. She moved in with my parents. 27 years later, she was still there. My grandmother actually lived with my mother longer than my mother lived with my grandmother. What's equally crazy is that when she went into the the, uh, elderly housing, elderly home uh, where she stayed, Um, for her final year or so, there would bring through people that she had a double room. They would bring somebody else through who was in their late 70s, early 80s. And my grandmother's 104. And so these people would pass away and my grandmother would just keep going. And so, um, again, great sadness and and, uh, but also great joy. Uh, So blessed to have had her as long as we did. The reason that I bring up my grandmother to you is, is that I was convinced from the time I was a very little kid that no one on earth loved me more than my grandmother did. I just thought that she thought I was the greatest person living anywhere. She just, when I think about who loved me the most unconditionally, right? And you've heard of a conditional and unconditional love, right? You're supposed to uh, love your spouse unconditionally, but sometimes it's hard because if he or she doesn't do this or that, then you have more of a conditional type love. Love, but with your kids, you unconditionally love your kids, and grandkids, you unconditionally love them as well. And so I was just convinced that my grandmother loved me more than anybody, knowing full well that my mom and dad probably loved me more than anybody else on this earth. But it always seemed like my grandmother loved me more. So my grandmother would express that love to me in the fact that she just thought I was wonderful. And man, when I did something right, she pointed it out and she was constantly pointing things out that I had done right. And for a little kid growing up, I couldn't wait to be around her because I knew when I was around my grandmother, one, I was probably going to get a really nice piece of pie and I was going to get a lot of love and she was going to give me lots of affirmation about the great things that I did. The title of Podcast 21 is Finding Someone Doing Something Right. And each one of us needs to be a little bit more like my grandmother. And that is is that we need to be in the business of finding somebody doing something right. If you've listened to my podcast on culture, you know that that is one of the cornerstones of 
of a, a great contact center culture is that is finding somebody doing something right versus looking for things that people are doing wrong. So what I thought I would do is just start run through a couple of things about finding someone doing something right and see if we can put them to better use in the contact center. Because when we do that, we have a greater contact center and we have a greater contact center than the odds are pretty good. We're going to have far superior uh customer satisfaction, and that usually means better revenue and better profits as well. So first off, if you're going to be be about the business of finding somebody doing something right, the first thing you have to do is you have to do it once a day. Frequency is the entire game. If you're going to be in the business of finding somebody doing something right, you got to do it every day. It has to be every day. It just has to be. My wife often jokes about the fact that the clock in our marriage gets set at 12 midnight every night. So it doesn't matter what I did today, because at 12, it's going gonna, it's gonna to click over again, and we're going to be back to, what have you done for me lately? And it is the same way with finding somebody doing something right. It has to be something that we do on a daily basis. And most people don't share with other people what they've done right for the simple reason that they don't know what to say, because they don't have a list of anything that somebody's done right. And the only way that you can get by with this is to have a list. If you are a supervisor in a contact center, you have somewhere between 12 and 25 people. And you've heard me remark that there was a center that I knew that had a one to 65 person ratio. Try that on. So if you're going to do that, you're going to need to have a list because you can't possibly keep track of what 12 to 15 to 20 people have done right on a daily basis, unless you've got a list and you've got to, know where to go find the information associated with finding somebody doing something right. Well, the information is in all those statistics, in all that data, in all the experiences that you have, in all the communications that you have. You have to get in the business of starting to write down the things that your folks do right. Don't try to cheat and say, you know what, man, I haven't done anything today. I'm just going to go take a look at the CSAT scores or take a look somewhere else. Get in the business of writing it down. Uh, get in the business of having a list of the kind of things that people do right. Um, our system keeps records of the great things that people have done and and actually, most importantly, the great things that people are just about to do. So not only uh, are you looking for, hey, man, just wanted to let you know that you know over the last 30 days you've been uh, running a CSAT score of over 4.85. That's spectacular. But did you know that if you go another three weeks, you're going to have hit six months in a row or those type of things? So it's always great to have a list of things that they've done as well as things that they're going to do. Uh, And then the second thing you have to do is once you have a list is you have to get good at sharing this information. You have to get good at sharing good news. Some people really aren't very good at it. They're pretty good at telling you something you've done wrong. They're really good at, you know, just kind of giving you the facts. They sound a little bit like an IVR. I'll tell you the things that you've done or that you've got to do today, and we can go over them one at a time. But you got to get in the business of, of being good at sharing good news. And that starts with the fact of having the good news with which to work with. So it's really as simple as something like, hey, you know what? I was looking at the numbers and and you're leading, or you're a leader, you're in the top 10%, you're above average, you're hitting the target, hey, you're almost to the target, hey, you're better than you've been in the past, you have great potential, you know what, you're much better than the numbers show, people like you here, you have nice shoes on today, And then I guess the final one would be the job market looks really good 
out there. So you're always looking for some sort of a way to share something positive. Even in the midst of all sorts of negative stuff, it's easy to come up with positive things. It starts with making sure that you've got a list and getting good at sharing good news. If you're not someone that shares good news really well, practice it with your friends that are supervisors and just kind of kind of work on sharing some good news to each other. It's, it's, a, it's a very positive thing to be around. And um, you know what? Uh, something that's really very timely. If you don't know how to share good news, go to the web right now on YouTube. Look for Some Good News by John Krasinski. Uh, he's the guy that's on The Office. If you don't know him from The Office, maybe you know him from Jack Ryan. Maybe those two don't, don't hit a bell with you. But he's married to the new Mary Poppins, which is Emily Blunt. So maybe in that combination, you'll find him. Anyway, he's got a... He's got a, a video clip that he does every week on sharing some good news. And if you're looking for a way to learn how to do it, he'd be a good place to check it out. Second area I wanted to talk about is quality monitoring. You know, for the most part, in most centers that I've been into, we lie, right? Because we say we're, we're not really monitoring for training. We're really monitoring to find somebody doing something wrong. And unfortunately, in many instances, that's what's happened to quality monitoring and quality monitoring programs. It's really simple. I always look for the question in the quality monitoring program that says, what did they really do right? You know, m- mark down here some things they really, really did well. And it's rarely ever asked. And as a result in QM, in QM audits, in QN, QM feedback, it's rarely mentioned afterwards. And, and the reason is because it's permeated in the fact that, you know, we normally have these questions and whether you've got six questions or 10 questions or 20 questions. You've got a scale of one to 10, scale of one to five. It's pretty easy for people. They can just see the things that they did right, right? Because they got a 10 on it. They, did, they didn't get any, uh, actually on most QM scores, they didn't actually get any, any demotions. They got no demerits. They got no points taking off. So if they didn't get any points taken off, then naturally we would just assume they've done it right. That kind of crazy logic is, is the guy who somebody says, you know what, I, I don't have to tell my wife I love her because when we got married, I committed to her for life. I told her that I loved her when we got married. She doesn't need to ever hear it again because I, because I said it once, she should just know I'm, I'm, I'm coming home, you know, I'm providing, you know, I, I don't need to tell her. She can, she can tell. And, and the reality is it's just ri- ridiculously crazy and not something that you would want to do. The, the, need to be able to share the things that they've done right on the QM forms is because there's so much focus on the negative. And we've gotten into the, this process of we have to try to get them done. And so as a result of getting them done, we're just looking for the things that aren't going well or that we're going to put into training. And we end up focusing more on the negative than we do on the positive. So when you go in to sit down and you get your QM scores, you don't walk out expecting to hear anything great. You just walk out expecting to man, if I could just get out with not hearing anything at all, then life has been pretty good. And we don't want to be in that business. We want to be in the business of using the QM scoring and the QM evaluation because we are investing lots of money in this to be able to share some of the positive things that they're doing. And the only way you can share the positive things is if the people that are doing the QM scoring are actually forced or required to find some great things that are going on. Maybe you've got the kind of organization that does that. So if you do, great. If you don't, you should start doing it. Third thing that I wanted to talk to you about is something that I've mentioned before, but I wanted to talk to you about in a little bit more detail, and that is the sandwich approach, right? The reality is, is that every day is not um, honey and chocolates and flowers where everything's great. There are some times where we do need to share some challenging news, some things that need to be worked on, some things that need to be focused on, and sometimes we have to do it more than once. Sometimes we have to do it every single solitary day. 
If you use the sandwich approach, it is a great way to communicate challenges, but at the same time when I do that, I also put some finding somebody doing something right in there as well. And the way the sandwich works is you tell, say something good, you deal with a challenge, you say something good again. So what we've done is we've sandwiched the challenge or sandwich the, hey, I need to tell you about this, or the bad thing inside two good things. Now, what that means is, is that every time you have to talk to somebody about a challenge, there's a 100% guarantee that you've told them two things that are positive to go along with the challenge one. So in order to do a sandwich approach, we have to have a list, right? We've got to have a list of the, of the things that they need to do right or that they've done right so that I can communicate that around and sandwich it around the things that they've done bad, which means we need to keep some sort of records again of what the things they've done and what the things that they've done well. And again, I want to reiterate all that information is all around you. It just requires a commitment on your part to be able to do it. And I promise you, if you're one of these people that says, oh no, the organization doesn't want me writing stuff down like this. Let me tell you what, I promise you your organization is going to be just fine if somebody comes by and finds a list on your desk of all the things of the people that they've done right. And by the way, if you keep that list, when you get to the end of the year and you have to do your year in review and you're trying to come up with some positive things about maybe a weed in your organization that's been difficult to deal with and you've got to give them a tough review, but you still want to say some positive things, you just pull out your list of all the positive things that Sally or George has done over the course of the year. They're right there. It makes it really simple for you to do your year in review. It also makes it really, really simple to do your one-on-ones as well. So when we're doing a sandwich approach, right, you know, two positives and a negative, the, the positives are sandwiching the negative. The second thing, though, that you have to remember about a sandwich and about when you tell somebody to do something wrong, you have to give them a solution on how to fix it, right? If you tell them you've done something wrong, right, you have to tell them how to fix it. And that means that when someone is challenged, when you challenge somebody, hey, this is how you fix it. If they don't fix it, it's not your fault. It's their fault. Of course, remember, because of ownership, they already own the fault anyway. But if you're going to challenge someone or, or tell somebody something they've done wrong or something they need to do better, you must give them a solution on how to fix it. It might be as simple as, listen, you know what? Adherence is pretty simple. You know what? Work starts at nine. You have to be here at nine. Get in your car and arrive here early. Get in your seat three minutes early so that you're never late. You won't miss it. Or, you know what? You're talking over people on a regular basis. I need you to pause. I need you to, I need you to wait. I need you to listen. You need to not barge in. You need to, you need to find a way to, to count, even if you want to count to one when they're done talking, right? And make a check mark that says they're done talking. Now I can talk. Something that will allow them to understand and to recognize. But if you're going to tell somebody they've got a problem, you've got to give them a solution on, on how they fix it. And then if they don't fix it because they own it, then it, it's, it's never your fault. It's their fault. And I'm not saying that if somebody's doing something really wrong and you haven't given them the perfect solution, then it's your fault and they can't take ownership of it. That's not what I'm saying. But it is your responsibility because you're their leader. You're their manager. You're their coach. It's your responsibility to tell them how to fix it. And then to come alongside him and say, listen, I'm not going to work any harder than you do, but I'm going to help you try to fix it. And if you do that, what you do is you create this sandwich approach where I've told them two things that they've done right, but at the same time, I've also not lost sight of the fact this is a challenge, an area they need to work on, not just saying something nice. So there you go. 
finding somebody doing something right, it's, it's really not that complicated, right? In order to do it, we have to have frequency. It's something we've got to do at least once a day. And in order to do it once a day, you got to have some sort of a list. One of the places that you can go to pinpoint and, and change your culture of finding doing something right, finding someone doing something right, is right in your quality monitoring program. And if you've already got something in there that requires your QM people to find something that they've really done right and write it down or check it off or do whatever you can do so that's data you can use and your frontline rep can use, then good for you. If not, I think it's something that you ought to add. And then finally, one of the best ways to make sure that you're finding somebody doing something right is to use the sandwich approach when you have to tell them they've done something wrong. And when you do that, what you do is you create an environment where people know that, you know what, people are going to celebrate the successes that I have. There are people here that know the great things that we do. Because when you're on the phone and you've listened to your hundredth call and it's and 55 of them have been the exact same thing and your butt is tired and you've got a headache, it's nice to know that someone had said something nice to me through the course of the day. It's the kind of thing that makes me want to come back again the next day because, hey, here's a place where I do a lot of things right. My grandmother lived 104 years and I couldn't wait to get to her house because I knew when I got there, she was going to say something wonderful to me and usually about me. Why not create that kind of an environment at your place of work? Why not create that kind of an environment with the people that work for you? Let them be excited to see you because when you find the ability to find somebody doing something right and share it with them, you end up being a great great manager and a great leader. It's something I know you have the capacity to do. I suggest you go for it. You'll end up better off for it and so will the people that work for you and so will your company. It's been a privilege and a pleasure to talk to you this week. Look forward to talking to you next week. Bye-bye now. You are being forwarded to the contact center coach.